Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Fantastic, man. Thank you for joining me in the studio today for another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. That's now your thing. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, wonderful. So, right before you hit record, I said, good morning, Ray, but I said it kind of goofy. You did. You know, just for being ridiculous. You were ridiculous. And then you said, okay, well, I'm going to hit record. Right. <laughs> and it reminded me of the, the office. I know exactly uh, what you're going to say. Michael says, uh, 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 Pam says, uh, Michael Jan's on line one, and he's like, Toodly do, how do you do? Right, <laughs> you know, yeah, some crazy thing. Yeah. <laughs> and she well, goes, how's it hanging, yeah. Jan? And then she goes, It's still me, Michael. I'll yeah. put her through now. Right. And she looks at the camera and says, A lot of times I like to give Michael a trial run. Right. <laughs> because when he, with the second time, he goes, Hi, Jan, it's Michael. Yeah. <laughs> the first time doesn't go so well. Right, right. So, so I see yeah, you're, you're I kind of did that tactics. with you. All right, wonderful. And I'm glad I did. Because <laughs> you thought it was kind of silly. It, it was better, yes. <laughs> well, Ray, uh, what do you think of my new footstool over here? Did you see that? No, I missed that. Oh, no, look at that. Wait, the, you know, the other day we were looking for something to set the camera on, the 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 laptop, that so was, we could shoot a video. That was a garage sale grab, wasn't it? Well, this is what we normally use. No, it's not. Well, we have used it a couple We've of times. We've never used that. Well, I've used it when I've done Zoom oh, meetings. Okay. That's why it's in here. Okay. But then I was playing guitar sitting here. And you know how you, you see those guys like playing guitar and they have to have one leg higher than the other? Yeah. You know, you can't play it on a flat lap. Right. Well, so I put this footstool down there. And that's your higher leg. Yeah. And it's just kind of remained here now. Okay. But it's kind of... It, it's become a footstool. It, it's multi-purpose. It, it, it looks like one of those things, for some reason, being a child's room. Yeah, that's oh. exactly where it came from. Okay, a child's room. Well, that, I won't tell you who's. I was going to say that poor child <laughs> is missing his little stuff. I was at a dinner party. I was looking around the house. <laughs> like, hey, I could use that. And they didn't notice you walking out with a piece of furniture. I put it under my jacket. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of room in that jacket. <laughs> Not so much anymore. No, right? yeah. Must uh, have been some time ago. <laughs> yeah. I wore the same size clothes, but I was a lot thinner then. <laughs> you know, just in case. Just prepping for the day. Right. But now, now that to think about it, now that it's been on my feet, now we're going to put it up here on the studio table and right. put the camera on it. We are not. <laughs> no, Thankfully, we... we have a whole new jug of Lysol wipes. Oh, I thought those were, you couldn't get them anymore. Yeah, this is the same bottle. Oh. I haven't been using them because I know how rare they are. <laughs> because you're waiting for the bidding on eBay to get a little higher. Right. And I figure, you know, I got to tell them how many are in there. I so every one I take out is like, you know, $2 less that I'll get. All right. They are available. Are they? Yeah. Have you seen them? Yeah. I've waited too long. Yeah. The market on them has crashed. Yeah. Supply and demand. It's all about supply. The invisible hand, Ray. Yep. Have you heard about this concept? Uh, go ahead and tell me. It's. I, I would. I just want to see what you know about it. So you tell me. <laughs> uh, I. You brought it up. Yeah. So you obviously have. Are you going to Google it? No. Let's just. Uh, no. Anyway, if you don't know, we'll we'll come, we'll circle back around to it. How's that? So you don't know? Well, it's really it's just a uh, metaphor. 
see, for like the unseen forces that move the free market economy. I mean, you can almost say like through an individual self-interest and freedom of production, as well as consumption, that the best interest of society as a whole is fulfilled by this invisible hand. So when you Googled it, that actually the, the explanation came up. You didn't have to click on some additional link. What's a Google? <laughs> I got your Google. What is this, some newfound? I don't know, man. You kids and your Google. Yeah, Google this and... and uh, Bling that. Yeah, your pods and your patches and your... Right. Whatever happened to VCRs and, and 8-track tapes. Back in my day. And oh, I saw a, a TikTok yesterday. And it was a mom gave her daughter, like, you know, a 16, 17-year-old daughter, gave her a cassette tape in the case and said, here, see if you can figure out what this is. Took the kid like 10 minutes to figure out how to open it. She, she said, I'm going to break it. I'm twisting it, you know, and popping off the ends because she saw the little way right. that it attaches. Finally, it just fell open, you know, which was a major problem with cassette tape right, cases. Yeah. <laughs> I never really had a hard time getting into those cases. <laughs> yeah. Then she pulls the t cassette tape out and she's like, what? You know, what am I supposed to do with this? What is it? Well, anyway. She's like, oh, there's music. This is how you listen to music. No, you don't. You say, hey, Siri, play. Right. Poor me. Oh, and yeah, be careful how loud you say that. Siri's listening. <laughs> have you seen, speaking of that, have you seen that SNL skit that's like, uh, it's like uh, the Amazon Echo, but for old people? No? No. I got to show you that after the show. It's hilarious. It's uh -huh. got, uh, oh, who's the heavier uh, black guy on SNL? Uh, currently? Kent? Kevin something? Kendrick? I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, he used to be in, uh, like a Nickelodeon guy, right? Oh, was he? Yeah. Back oh, when my man. kids were little watching Nickelodeon. Yeah, he was on there. Keenan and Cal. I think he's... Here, this guy. You know yeah. that guy's name? Uh, is it... It's either Keenan or Cal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah, they do this episode where, you know, they're like, uh, Amazon, it's getting a little chilly in here. And they're like, would you like to hear the Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Anyway, good stuff. Go look oh, it up. Yeah. If you're a listener out there, Google. I just found it by Googling Amazon Echo SNL. And boom, there it is. Boom. Oh, and it's called Alexa, actually. They call it the, uh, I don't know, in the Saturday Night Live skit, it's the Amazon Alexa. Awesome. I don't know. Good, good stuff. Like that. That's quality stuff right there. There's nothing better than a podcast telling you, hey, go Google this and watch it. It's really funny. <laughs> You'll love it. Like, why, well, why do people tune in to hear us? So we can tell them about things to go Google. Right. What they should be going... Here's what you need to go do. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing listening right. to us? When you should be watching this hilarious SNL skit on YouTube right now. <laughs> I, good stuff. Is it hilarious? It's very chuckle-friendly. Okay. Chuckle-friendly. Yeah. Is that, a, is that a term you're going to coin here? I mean, you, you heard it here first? Yeah. Think it'll catch on? Got a couple of belly laughs in there. All right. Well, John, you got any new current events? Have you been to Top Golf yet? No, I'd like to go. I would too. We should go try it out, man. I, I think we're gonna have to shell out two or three hundred bucks to get the experience. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like there's a place to eat. We gotta try the food, and then it's like I don't know, fifty bucks an hour to go do the golf thing. You know, maybe we talk about it. Our sponsors will 
fit the bill. That's true. Then there's uh, min- miniature golf. Aren't you a fan of that? I am. I love miniature golf. Yeah. Well, how come we've never gone over here to Sargoonies? I don't know. We should do that sometime. We should. But now we don't have to because they suck, and we have a brand new one over here at Top Golf. Uh, they don't suck. Sargoonies? Yeah. I mean, compared to Top Golf? Uh, Top Golf, it's probably you know there's not waterfalls and I bet. giant giraffes and. Sargoonies was cool in the 80s, but now uh, the waterfalls you know, are like, they don't work anymore. A, a one-eyed gorilla swinging his arm. That, Is that you over can, there? He's kind of chipped off at the top so you can see the <laughs> yeah, rebar of, underneath. All yeah. of the props are like busted up. Right. That's part of the... Blasters falling off. That's oh. part of the fun. <laughs> that's a great fall night thing to do, though. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, when it's, when it's know, 65, 70 out there. Oh, Yeah. 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 Like you go to the fall color cruise, you go to the the mill, you know, like Prater's Mill. We have Kettner's Mill around here. Yeah. You go to one of the mills, a mill. You get you some corn on the cob that's been charred, charred that's, corn cob. Yeah, you get some of that. <laughs> then you, uh, I don't know what else they have at the fair. You get a little cotton candy or something, candied apple uh, maybe. Yeah, what do they call it? Chicken on a stick. Yeah, I've never had that. What? No. Oh my god, that was the only reason I ever went to Riverbend. Oh yeah. Yeah, big music festival. Is it festival. like a skewer, like a fillet? I mean, like a... It's deep fried. Okay. Big chicken breast. What? On a stick. What? And they stick a uh, one of those like buttered rolls on top what? of the stick. And you eat that deep fried chicken breast right off that stick. Oh, man. I'm out. What? I'm out. Well, well, which which part of, of those, that? I'll take some of those pork skins, though. <laughs> you, I've seen you eat battered chicken. Are you sure? And and I know I, I know just looking at you, you eat rolls. So is just it the because, stick? Just this, because this I have you? rolls. Is it the stick? Is that the problem? I, mean, I don't like. You're gonna think I'm weird here. I don't like things with bones in them. This uh, chicken doesn't have bone. Oh, you said chicken breast. I thought it was like just a you know chicken breast with the bone in it. No, it's like a. Cut like breast a of the chicken. Well, but it's a big. Oh, okay. Right? I mean, like you get at the store, okay. the chicken breast, no it's bones. Bo- okay. Yeah, it's just a big right. piece of chicken, deep fried, right, So you can crispy. eat the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Well, not the stick. <laughs> and I don't eat bread. You got to stop at the stick. <laughs> but that's good bread, too, man. What? There ought to be a disclaimer, because you know, you know, sometimes somebody has gone like, look, man, I was eating the chicken on a stick, and then I looked down, and all of a sudden I got like half a stick. I didn't know I had to stop at the stick. So now they have a big yellow disclaimer. Right. Do not eat eat the stick. stick. Chicken contains stick in the middle. (laughs) Stop when you hit wood. Oh, goodness. So, uh, yeah, for you life. know what? I think we'll ever have uh, fairs again and affairs. You know, fairs. I've never had an affair. Hell, I'm not even married, Ray. F A I R fair, just fair affair. Oh. I don't know, man. I mean, surely, you know, this two week quarantine that has turned into an eight month quarantine, right? Won't turn into an eight year quarantine. Wow. Surely. Gonna be like the damn income tax that was, you know, just to help the war effort in 1942. Yeah, I heard about that. That's how they get you, Ray. That's how they get you. They say just temporarily do this. 
Right. Nothing temporary with the government. Amen, brother. It's like the Department of Energy. You yeah. know how where the Department of Energy started? No. It was to bring to bring energy, right? To bring power mm-hmm. out to the rural areas. That was their mission. Okay. Right? To make sure everybody, not just the cities, had power lines and, you know, plugs and Well, I know that's like. kinda how like TVA got started, the Tennessee Valley Authority. So it was designed to we want to make sure that everybody has access to power. Cool. Good thing. And then, yeah. So it was a temporary department. Once everybody had power, they were going to close down. Right. Yeah. That's that's all we're doing here. We're just bringing power to all the rural areas that don't currently have power. Yeah. And uh, yeah, now it's one of the biggest uh, agencies in the government. And when they have nothing to do, when everybody has power, well, now let's go back and uh, enforce some restrictions on the power. Right. uh, Way beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. Way beyond that. But anyway, we digress. We do, and the reason we are here today is another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting in which we plan to discuss dot, dot, dot. Getting customers to trust, getting them to the point of trusting us as salespeople, uh, working with customers, and building trust. Building trust with our clients. Yeah, building trust. That's what we're looking to do. Right. Right? And how do we do that, John? Body language, Ray. Ooh. I didn't think you were going there. You like that one? Yeah, I do. There's no no words need to be spoken. You just walk up and uh, you just kind of nod your head. Nod, little agree- wink. Agreeingly, knowingly. Hey, in, buddy. In a, in a kind, trustworthy way. Yeah. You know, another way. Uh, you, you ever do the two-handed handshake, Ray? Uh, yeah, not very often. You do the shake, and then you put your other hand over their hand. Not kind of, with you got a hand on both sides of their hand. Not with somebody I'm just meeting. Yeah, yeah. I I, can, I feel like I've done that before, but I can't imagine a scenario in which I would want to, or want that done to me. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big two-handed handshake guy. I think one nice firm handshake is yeah. good. Yeah, which nowadays you can't even do that. And cert- yeah, right. We gotta uh, bump fists or hit elbows or wave from across the room. Right. But uh, I think body language does have a lot to do with with building trust. Uh, there are other instruments we can use or techniques such as mirroring. Mirroring, I love that. You know, one just popped in my head, so I have to blurt it out. Is uh, you know, I'm always talking about Cardone, but I love his principle of always agree first. Right. You know, this payment's too high. Certainly. I knew it was too high before you knew it was yeah. too high. Now, let's fix it. Right. You know? Or somebody walks in and, you know, listen, I'm not here to waste my time. I don't want to waste yours. I just need X, Y, and Z. Oh, absolutely, sir. I'd be happy to get that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of, well, we don't do it that way here. Right. Let me tell you how this is going to work. Yeah. Right. Slow down there, champ. <laughs> right. But let's get back to your point on mirroring. I think that's... Uh, very, very important. It, it's mirroring body language. It's mirroring tone and inflection and tempo in your voice. And even repeating back to them, maybe repackaging it a little bit, but sharing back with them the same information they share with you. Hey, I'm just here to see such and such. Great. So you're here to see the such and such. Fantastic. I'd love to help you with that. <laughs> yeah. Look, I know I'm upside down in my trade. I'm looking to get a newer car that's yeah. you know better on gas, but I know I'm upside down. Right. No problem. We can take care of that. I have that issue all the time with customers. We're great at that. Yeah. 
So, but there that is, wasn't much of mirroring. You didn't say anything back that I said. No, uh, <laughs> what you said wasn't worth mirroring. <laughs> nobody so wants to. Never, nobody wants to hear that again. So, if I'm hearing you correctly, you paid too much for your car. Right. And now you're upside down. Let me ask you. So, where what did you're you saying buy it? is you got ripped off last time. So, let me ask you, where did you buy it? Oh, you bought it here, right? Wow. From me. <laughs> So, but before we move on, you spoke about body language. Right. And, you know, I mean, again, you listen to psychologists or sociologists, they'll tell you 70% of what we communicate is not the words. Amen. It's body language, tone, cadence, volume. I think, you know, how we approach people, even right down to our stance, right? Do I want to be, you know, eye to eye, squared off to somebody? No, I don't. Right? I mean, that's an aggressive standpoint. Even though if you ask them, did they feel they were being aggressive? No. But it, why not take the advantage of, you know, kind of being a little bit at an angle to the customer? Hey, thank you so much for being here today, right? It's more of a helpful, like I'm walking with you. I'm not walking at you. I, I had a uh, friend in the car, but I've spoken about him many times, Casey Pendleton. And uh, I remember, you know, he was an MMA fighter. Wow. And, uh, you know, so it was, and you know, he grew up in karate and stuff. So it was all about angles. Yeah. You know? And I remember one customer that always came in, you know, regular. We knew the guy, liked him very well, but he would always want to stand face to face with you, squared off when he was talking to you. Yeah. And he said, you know, after he left, Casey talked to this guy, you know, an hour or something, and they're talking about a deal where he left. And he's like, I can't stand talking to that guy when I'm standing up. I'm like why? He's like, I keep rotating a little bit so that we're at an angle. Right. You know? And he's like, every time I do, he'll circle around to where we're squared up again. It's like that's like you know, in an MMA thing, you don't want to stand flat footed no. face to face to somebody. Yeah. You want to minimize your target. Right. right. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So just something in his psyche and his you know, he was just taught that through karate and MMA. You'd never stand face-to-face with somebody. Yeah. And that guy, that guy apparently was taught, you always stand face-to-face right. with You want somebody. to confront the other person. Right. What's funny, I was at a dealership uh, up in Boston area, and dealer is a close talker, yeah, right? And right. he was right up on me, you know, talking, and I kind of just... Tried to be nonchalant about it, but kind of, you know, pivoted a little bit. So, again, kind of taking advantage of that angle. And he was like, I know, man. I'm sorry. I'm a close talker. And I just started laughing, threw my arm around him and go, come in here, buddy. Hey, man, you just get close. You want to be close? He laughed. It it ended up well, but yeah. But, I mean. I'm kind of like Casey. But if you're a salesperson. You don't know your client, you know, no. if you're just meeting them, right. you know, give them some social distance, right. give them... Well, especially now. I mean, I think it's yeah. easier in Amen. now because people are much more aware of that sort of thing. But even at a distance to be squared up, it gives a connotation, right? I mean, it's there's we're talking about trust. It's not as trustworthy a position to be in. And it's one of those things that we don't think about. Some people just do it naturally. Others are oblivious. But it's one of those things that's worth taking the time to make sure that you're 
adjusting how you're standing, right? I mean, it, it communicates something. Well, we talk about in presenting figures. You know, no matter what industry you're in, you're going to present, if you're in sales, you're presenting proposals, right? I mean, we always talk about presenting the proposal from the same side of the desk. Yeah. So that you're looking at a solution together versus in an adversarial face-to-face, you know, across the desk kind of deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Encourages negotiation, right? If you're across from me, I feel like it's you against me. Yeah. Right? One of us has to win. Rather than if you're beside me, it's much more supportive and we're on the same side here. There's psychological things going on that certainly need to be addressed. I love the way you fade off at the end of your point. Every, there's, there's psychological things that certainly need to be addressed. I don't think I go that deep. And, and there's a reason it's, it's I do that, John. volume, pitch, and cadence. Right. There's a reason I do that, John. Do you, why do you do that? It's reassuring. It makes people feel good. Right? If you kind of tamper down, it doesn't feel like I'm saying, and that's how you got to do it. Right? I'm saying that's how you should do it. Right? People are more receptive. Okay, right now, I understand. Right. It's that, you know, I mean, what, uh, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Carl uh, Jung. No. The, uh, the person who wrote, um, Carl Reinhardt. Never split the difference. And he talks about the late night DJ voice. Oh, yeah? And this late night DJ voice is a little softer, it's a little easier. And it, Oh, not a DJ at a club, but a radio No, DJ. like radio. Late right. night DJ, like radio station. Yeah. Like Clint Eastwood and, uh, oh, what was that old famous movie from the 70s? Uh, well, uh, I mean, if you're going back that far... What's the uh, WKRP in Cincinnati? Yeah, that yeah. you know, the late night guy was the soft, mellow kind of you know. Hey, play you. Misty for me. You remember that one? No. Oh, it's a great movie. You got to watch it. It's kind of like a thriller, like a horror flick. Really? Yeah. Which is kind of weird. You don't imagine Clint Eastwood playing in a thriller type flick. No. But yeah, he plays a uh, jazz disc jockey. And he has that voice you're talking about. Okay. Uh, we've got another uh, listener request. Right. Play Misty for me. This is well, going out to Susan. Yeah, but that late night DJ voice is a more reassuring, more trusting type voice. It sounds like somebody who is very empathetic and feeling well, motivated. You're a, you're a big fan of when I uh, introduce the show and I say, Yeah, no, I'm not. Good no, morning, nope, Ray. Nope. How are you doing today? Hate it. Still, yeah, we tried again, and yeah, nope, I still don't like it. Well, I'm doing great. Thank you for joining me for another but episode of it is a good, Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. It is a good example of the late night DJ voice. Yeah, okay, good deal. Right. Hey, so, uh, our, so those are things to be considered, right? Our posture, wonderful. our tone, our voice. You know, I, I mean, I brought up WKRP in Cincinnati, but you were busy reinforcing your point of play Misty for Cincinnati. me. What was that guy's name? The the guy, uh, he was in all kinds of TV shows and movies back then. He was kind of the stoner DJ. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, what was his name? I can picture him, I don't know. You want me to Google it? Sure. <laughs> John. We're living I, on the air in Cincinnati. John, I'd love for you to Google it. Town to town, up and down the dial. <laughs> Dude, you see the way I faded off here? Uh, yeah, see, I, I trusted you. I'm practicing. I, I had trust in you at that point. <clears throat> so, Maybe you and me were never meant to be. 
just maybe think of me once in a while. Kind of like that. All right, so I'm going to start talking again so we can cut all that out. Uh, so down those are down, up and down the dial. Those are important points, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, again, what's the value of building trust with the customer, John? I think it aids you in the close. Number one, you become a partner in the solution right. versus, if you like you're saying, an adversary. Right, especially, but I, I think absolutely it's going to aid you at the end. But most people come into a dealership with a, a, some reservation, right? They're yeah. concerned, they're worried, they're, they have some anxiety going on. They're expecting as to, to get... Right. Are these guys going to play straight with me? You know, am I going to be taken advantage of? And right. the sooner we can bridge that and get to the point of, hey, I am here to help you, the easier and more receptive they are going to be to the information I'm going to propose. Right, right. Well, just one last thing to touch on with the body language. I remember going through my onboarding training 20 years ago. And uh, this GM been doing this for 20 years at you the time. You actually got training? A little bit, yeah. All right. This guy, Raleigh Gettings, I've mentioned him before. I think he's still in the business. I'm not sure. Uh, but he says he says things like, throw your hands up in the air, you know, like you're surrendering. And say, hey, no problem. Hey, I'm just here to get you all the information. Yeah. You know, you go, throw your hands, hands up and up. surrender. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I surrender. I'd, I'd be happy to. No problem. Right. Easiest part of my job. It's like the you win on the deal sheet. Yeah, yeah. Well, another thing I thought of was uh, Cardone saying, you know, the guy comes in and he says, look, you know, here's my situation. I'm a little bit upside down. You know, I'm paying 600 a month. I don't want my payment to go up at all, but I'd like to get in a newer truck. Yeah. Hey, no problem, sir. Let me ask you, why do you want to pay 600 a month? Right. Oh, I told you, I'm upside down. You know, I just don't want to go up. And he's like, well, what if I could get you 400, 450? Why, why do you want to stay at the same payment? What if I could lower your payment? And Cordon says, do you think that I would have control of that customer then? Absolutely right. I mean, if I said, all right, follow me. I want to show you a vehicle. That guy's on my hip. You know, oh, he's not getting away from right. me. Right. Yeah. Wherever you go, he's following. Right. I, I need to find out how I'm going to lower my payment. Right. Right. Yeah, so there are some word tracks that you can say as well. And it comes back to agreeing, you know, not always pushing your agenda or, you know, some of the, it's like this works well for a month with the new guy and then they think they have it all figured out right. and they start doing the math in their head and thinking, well, I better not show him this one. There's no way he's going to be able to afford that. Let me, you know, let me go show him the one vehicle on the lot that he can buy. Yeah. No, man. Get right. the guy in something he loves. Yeah. Sell on emotion, close on logic. Right. Got to have some attachment. Like you said, we got to have some trust. We got to have some, some emotional attachment to this purchase. Yeah. But if you will take the time to build the trust on the front end, the rest of the process is going to be so much easier. Amen. Right? And too that. often, I think we're just next one, next one, next one. Right? We're like the guy at the deli. All right, number 48. Who's that? You? What do you need? Right? <laughs> Hey, rather than which is literally an order taker. Yeah, right? yeah, right. You're, you're not a salesman at that point. No, we we need to build we need to build trust. I mean, I I know a very successful salesperson in a different industry, not in the car business, and he actually had a line item 
on his invoices or proposals that was, his initials were JB, and it was JBBS, and he would have a dollar figure next to it. And JBBS stood for his name, JB, and BS, which is the commonly <laughs> common thinking on what BS means. Okay. It was just the additional price he put on there for having me as your salesperson. Okay. Right? And he would say, hey, it's consultative fees. But it was literally on the line item, JBBS. And that worked for him. And he was able to sell because he was able to, he had mastered the ability to make people trust him. Yeah. Because he, he and, and he would go above and beyond. So he felt like I should get paid for the fact that I go above and beyond for my customers. Yeah. And I mean, really spent, you know, huge amounts of time and, and effort and any issue that they had. If the resources weren't within his company, he would find the resources and link them back to them. Um, but yeah, it was, he, he was able to sell and they loved him, right? They would not have anybody but him because he built that trust. Well, I've known people like that. I mean, we all talk about that famous, you know, legendary salesman in most dealerships that doesn't have to take it up. Because people are lined up out the door to right. see him, you know. I had, you know, I've spoken before about Taylor Automotive Group. They have a guy in, I think, uh, uh, I think you say it, Lima, Ohio. I think it is. Yeah, Lima or Lima. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's Lima, Ohio is how they said it. And uh, this guy, you know, he had been there 15, 20 years. But they had a specialized, like when we were introducing a BDC into this dealership, they said, well, you know, we don't need to worry about this guy's customers. And I said, why? You know, what's so special about him? Oh, he already has two assistants that he pays out of his pocket. <laughs> because, you know, because he has so many people wanting to see him, they have to schedule his appointments for him. Right. So it's like, we just left this guy off the books. He had his own BDC. Right. He was selling, you know, I don't know, 40, 50 cars a month. Yeah. Don't even make right. eye contact with him. And, and it, you know, in our consultation, we run across situations like that where we're like, okay, that seems to be working. That guy's happy. He's bringing in a load of business. Hey, hands off with that guy. Right. right? Absolutely. Which is why I love to be in that guy in the dealer. Yeah. Because, sure. You know, hey, uh, boss, I'm going to be a couple hours late tomorrow. Cool. Yeah, no problem, man. Whatever yeah. you need. Well, and, you know, I mean, that's you're doing training and everybody's in there but that guy. Yeah. And they, you know, one of the other salespeople, well, what about so-and-so? He's not in here. You know, I don't have to do this. Because he's doing 30 cars a month. I'll tell you what. Right? You if 30, you're doing 30 cars a month, you can leave yeah. too. But you're doing eight cars a month, you got to listen to what I let me, say. Let me tell you, one of the best policies we ever implemented in a dealership where I was manager was if you sold 20, you made your own schedule. Right. So, I mean, it was, you know, anybody bitched about working on Saturday or, yeah. you know, they, uh, you know, couldn't get this day off. Yeah. Hey, sell twenty, sell 20. Cars, man. Yeah, you do what you want. <laughs> Good now, policy. It, it's funny. You sell twenty one month, and all of a sudden you get to make your own schedule. And that next month, well, yeah, you sell twelve. Then you're back to the, <laughs> right. you know, the group. Right? Welcome back to the team. Right. That, that was a fun now. month, wasn't it? You yeah, got to take right. off, you know, two days a week. How was your paycheck? Right. Not so good, right? All right. Well, come back into the fold here. Yeah. This is how we do things. Howard Hessman was Dr. Johnny Fever, Ray. All right. Howard Hessman. Lonnie Anderson. Oh, Jennifer I remember Marlo. Lonnie. 
I'm not sure how Lonnie looks today, but... Do you, you ever fill out online forms, Ray, and you don't really want to use your own name? You, you use Dr. Fever? No, I used for years and years. Like, I'm talking, I don't know, 6 to 12 years, I used Venus Flytrap. Oh, was my name. from WKRP. And yeah. I'd forgotten, yeah, that he was a DJ on there. Until I read it just now in my... Until I just remembered in my ex, <laughs> my extensive knowledge of WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh. Would you like to hear the theme song? No. I can sing it for you. I, yeah, you already did. I've heard it. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. So, in a recap. Yes? We want to be aware of, especially at the meet... Right? Our body language, right? We don't want to fold our arms in front of us. That's a very uh, closed uh, perspective. We want to keep our arms open. We don't want to confront people shoulder to shoulder or, or uh, you know, face to face. We want to kind of have an angle. We want to make sure we're using a voice that's very welcoming, that late night DJ voice, makes people feel trust. What else, John? Oh, I think you're recapping it very well. I think it's also in the, the language we use. We ought to learn some, you know, just patented responses. You know, no problem. I'd be happy to. Certainly. You know, I agree. Uh, the easiest part of my job, whatever. Yeah. We know when we approach a customer, we're going to get just looking, you know, give me some space. You know, I just want to see this one. Yada, yada, yada. Have some canned responses to that. Right. Because you're going to hear those things over and over. And be aware of your cadence. Yeah. I don't want to snap back with a response, right? If somebody says, yeah, I'm just looking, uh, i just interested in such and okay, great. Uh, yeah, I mean, can I help you? All of a sudden, that is a very aggressive kind of language. It's something good about being in the South to be able to have that slower speech of, hey, I'm here to help, whatever well, I can it, do. It's one of the greatest principles that, you know, they say about actors, which I apply to, to BDC and sales personnel, service personnel, anybody on the phone, is, like, they say good actors get the script down, right? They memorize the script. Great actors have the script committed to memory, but then deliver it as if it's, they had just thought of those words. Right. You know, there's a difference in saying a line yeah. and saying a line with inflection and tempo and volume and that kind of thing right and i think the key there and probably what you're alluding to is you have to know what you're going to say so well that you don't have to think about what you're going to say you only have to think about how you're going to deliver it yeah and what the next line is going to be yeah it's that unconscious competence yeah that's in your body language that's in the words that you use that's in the way you deliver those words yeah it's all of those things that you know that's what makes a great salesman better than others is his ability to build that trust and that rapport and make it look effortless. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So because yeah, then it feels genuine. Yeah. And those are things, hey, you can practice this at home. You can practice on your extended family. You know, you can practice at the grocery store. Yeah. You know, just use some of these techniques and see if you get a different interaction from people. Right. Right. Be aware of how they respond. Because there's nothing more valuable than gaining someone's trust just in your tone and cadence and body language and approach. But all of these principles will be in my upcoming book, Zen and the Art of Car Sales. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Wonderful. When do you start that? 
What am I going to start releasing it? No, start writing it. It's already written. Oh, is it? Yeah. In your head? <laughs> I don't know, Ray. Feel these things come and go. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I want to thank you uh, for joining me in the studio for another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. And uh, I want to welcome our listeners back to hear more episodes. In other words, thank you for listening, and we hope you'll listen again. to learn more about John and Ray, visit our website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, where you can also listen to additional episodes or read articles we've written. Or email us directly, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. We'd love to hear show ideas, comments, feedback. What about dealers and sales managers, Ray? If you're a dealer or manager who would like more information on our sales training, BDC training, new hire training, or process evaluation and improvement, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. And don't forget about the total dealership assessment, Ray. That's where we come in, evaluate the sales process, look at the lead flow. I mean, if you've got leads that you're not handling properly, we can help. And we can help both on the variable and fixed operation sides of the dealership. Right, and these are immediate action items that you can put in place tomorrow to sell more cars or write more ROs. Right, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. That's info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com.